with catchphrases such as Hey, true believers! and Excelsior! as well as his New York charm, Stan the Man Lee was one of, if not the, most well-known comic creator of the 20th century. Not only did he co-create the Marvel Universe, but he also put his face out there, introducing Marvel cartoons, doing voiceover work in Marvel video games, filming cameos in the movies, as well as keeping the fans abreast of what was going on in the comics with his Marvel bullpen bulletins and Stan soapbox. Now, others will be able to tell you about their favorite stories written by Stan or have anecdotes about meeting Stan the man, but I won't be able to do that here. See, I never had a chance to meet the guy. And as far as reading stuff that he's done, I'm mostly a DC guy. Uh, and while I have read plenty of comics starring the characters Stan co-created, I haven't really had, that, had a chance to read that many that he actually wrote. However, I can mention his effect on the entire comics industry because his, what he did affected everyone. Stan may have been exclusively a Marvel guy for decades, but the way he wrote comics changed everything. I don't mean his use of the Marvel method, which was the process of plotting the story out with the artist, letting the artist draw the whole book, and then him do writing the captions and dialogue over the art. I don't mean that. That was just done to uh, save him some time because he was writing, at the time, all of the Marvel books. He was basically the sole writer. What, what I'm talking about is what he brought to the characters. He gave them real-life problems, both in and out of costume. Peter Parker had to find a way to pay the bills while also having money left over to make more web fluid. Meanwhile, as Spider-Man, he's having to deal with Dr. Octopus or the Green Goblin or the Kingpin. And then over in Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm, who was super strong and was nearly impervious to a lot of the pain, thanks to his rocky structure, was also hated being a giant orange rock monster. And would have given up everything he had as a member of the Fantastic Four just to be a normal guy again. They're the greatest stories ever told. Heroes show us we don't need to be perfect to do what's right. It's not about living without fear, but facing injustice. It's not about being powerful. But finding your calling when you least expect it. They show us it's okay to be vulnerable. No matter how tough you are. Because even though they're heroes, they're still human. Which, speaking of his dialogue, was a lot more realistic than what we were used to in comics. Now, I'm not going to say his dialogue was perfect, but it was much closer to what had come previously. He could, he would include pop culture references, slang, uh, which he would pick up because he was going to colleges making speeches about Marvel comics and superheroes, so he would pick up some of the modern slang, uh, and it would help make the dialogue feel like more something that was being quoted rather than something that was actually just written he wrote more for an all ages audience rather than just for kids but at that point the stigma on comic books i don't know if you want to call it a stigma but basically the idea was comics were being read by kids under 10 probably and they were written as such but stan wrote in such a way that kids understood what was going on while also he 
keeping the older readers engaged. There was a time when basically DC's comics were seen as the entry-level books. And then once you got to a certain age, you graduated to the Marvel books. It also helped that with Stan's help, Marvel's books were also a little bit more soap opera-ish, more of a continuing story with subplots rather than done-in-one issues. But that combination of writing a little bit up and the continuing stories, Marvel Comics were actually very popular amongst college kids. And DC and the other smaller companies took note of this. And over the next few, well, decades, you would see a lot of that being incorporated into their characters. And as a result, more people were reading comics again and falling in love with the characters from several of the different comic companies. And those kids and college students and people that were getting into comics at that point and found them to be a great bit of literature, they're the ones right now that are currently working in the movies and television industries that are bringing all of these comics, all these comic characters to life on the big and small screens, both in animated and live action form as well as in video games. Stan was also pretty good about equality. He had more than one Stan soapbox talking about how it doesn't matter the color of your skin, we're all people. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. He also helped co-create the Black Panther, which was, I believe, the first black superhero, actually the first superhero of color in, in American comic books. Stan's influence will be felt across all forms of media for decades and maybe even centuries to come. And I could not do an episode of my podcast without mentioning him even though i'm not covering any of his comics today uh because like i said i i can't sit here and try to pick a favorite comic book that he wrote because i haven't read enough of them so here's to you stanley thank you for all you did and now rest in peace excelsior you know i guess one person can make a difference enough said <laughs>